Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Didion. And today I am so blessed to have Jim Biggs with us. And he is a deal sponsor, a coach, a mentor, and a real estate investor. Jim, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing, my brother? I am peachy keen. And thank you for asking, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. I, first of all, let's take a little step back. I love that you just said Peachy King. And before we started recording, you mentioned that. I'm like, uh, Jim, what does that mean exactly? Can you kind of define it? Because it was the first time that I heard that expression and it put a huge smile on my face. Yeah, as I said, that uh, it's an old Southern expression. I grew up in Tennessee and uh, it basically means that life is great. It is sweet. Um, and if you were lucky enough to grow up with a peach tree in your backyard, uh, you know, in summertime, there's nothing but just uh, blessed memories and, and just a flood of happy emotions of being able to sit out under that peach tree and just reach up and pick one and take a big juicy bite of it. And uh, that's the way I see life. I mean, Jim, I just from the little intro that we had together and your energy, I know this conversation is going to be phenomenal. And by you explaining what peachy cream is, peachy uh, keen, like, I mean, that's definitely something that I'm going to utilize uh, moving forward with that saying. So thank you for sharing that. And Jim, I gave a little like description of who you are, but can you go more in depth of who you are? What do you do exactly? What do you do in your real estate investing and so on and so forth? And we'll unpack that all together. So uh, basically, uh, what I'm trying to do is is live a mission purpose life. Uh, and part of that um, is uh, the GOB network, uh, which I started uh, last year out of, uh, honestly, at a lot of pain points. Uh, most of my life, I've been very driven. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. Uh, and, you know, as that type of person, that A personality, sometimes we can have blinders on and, and just be so caught up and trying to be a success that uh, that we ignore and or just don't see a lot of things going on around us. I've always thought of myself uh, as a go-giver, um, but, uh, but I don't think that I necessarily lived uh, up to my potential as a go-giver in life. And the GOB network is really meant to challenge me to be that person. I love that just because you mainly highlighted that your your life's purpose in a sense is to bring value to community, to the people around you. And if you are in that mindset of service, then so much more comes back your way. And you did mention goal giver. So I'm guessing you're referencing Bob Burke's book. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. That is yeah, amazing. Great book. 
That is amazing. I actually had him on my show on Friday Flow on my Instagram live show. And I love that ideology because like you said, when it comes to sales, when it comes to whatever, there's always a way to look at it, not something that you want, but what are you going to give back? And that's what you have created, what I understand with the GOB network. And talk to me a bit more about the GOB network. What is that exactly? Is it a network of real estate investors? Do you do coaching within that mentoring? What is that exactly? Yeah, I do. Uh, It is... um, um, the big vision, the really big vision, long-term vision is to create a space uh, in the real estate world um, that encompasses anything and everything that you would ever need. If you had your big desire in life was to become a real estate investor, then you would have one place that you could go and never have to leave, no matter what your goals were, no matter where you were on that spectrum of learning or spectrum of needs. Uh, what I have found, you know, I'm 63 years old and I'm, I still tell everyone that I want to be a real estate investor when I grow up. And uh, uh, I've been uh, doing that and saying that for 40 years. But um, either fortunately or unfortunately, uh, I think life uh, has a way of putting you where you're supposed to be. But um, I spent 40 years uh, going in and out of the real estate industry. I said that I've been an entrepreneur most of my life, but most of that was not within the real estate space. Uh, it was in other businesses that I started and, and owned and operated. Um, but every time I would have a uh, a pause uh, or move on to a new venture, I would always, when something came to an end, I would always go running back to real estate. Mm-hmm. And each time I did that, you know, when you have a major change in your life and you it causes you to pause and question where you're going, are you on the right path? And for some reason, every time something ended for me, I'd go running back to real estate, but I always felt like I was behind. And what do you do when you're behind? You try to find a shortcut, you try to find an efficiency, you do something. And uh, which, uh, you know, goes back to the coaching and mentoring. Uh, so I always was looking for someone who had done it successfully and try to figure out what they've done and just follow their path. So each time I would go back feeling I'm behind, I'd hire a coach and a mentor uh, to try to help me catch up. And uh, uh, the unfortunate piece of that is that just about every time I would start, um, someone from my other world would come back and offer me uh, another opportunity, which when I was young, you know, it was a lot more money. It was a lot more immediate. And as a father and as a husband, you know, you make those hard decisions sometimes, which says, look, I I owe it to my family. I can't say no to this other opportunity, even though my heart keeps pulling me back to real estate. And so, um, so having done that for so many years, there was a lot of pain points that I, that I felt uh, from those uh, programs. But the essence of the GOB network was um, for most of my coaching, I paid a lot of money, even going back 40 years. Um, uh, today, the people that I would hire to coach me typically want 50 uh, to 100 grand, um, you know, for me to, to be in their network, in their circle. And um, not to say that there's not tremendous value in that, uh, I've gotten tremendous value from every coaching program I've ever been a part of. But there's so many people 
that uh, will never be able to afford that. So many people that have greatness inside them, if given the right opportunities and the right chances. Um, and I wanted to be a resource for that. And I felt that there was a lot of things, particularly in the real estate world, that uh, that these other programs were doing wrong. I thought that that they just didn't get it. Um, now, I've come to realize uh, in the last year that they do get it. Uh, their their business plan is not broken. In fact, their business plan is brilliant and they are just brutally efficient at getting to the person that they are targeting. And that's what I didn't realize. So Jim, I mean, that was amazing. And there's so many things to unpack there that you really said that I want to highlight for really the listeners and the viewers to kind of get that. Uh, first and foremost, you did mention the aspect of coaching. And when you started in real estate, you were always one like back. You're like, hey, how can I get ahead? Then you went and you found somebody that's already walked the walk, done the miles that could give you that learning curve in a better way and more safe way. So you were saying mentors and coaches. So I'm grateful that you mentioned that. And before going into ideology of what is coaching and mentoring, because we did have a little conversation about that. And I want to unpack that. Uh, you did mention when you were younger, you were receiving certain deals, certain opportunities from another career that was pulling you towards that because it was a better financial fit. It was better for your family. Uh, and you were repressing that true voice within you maybe to stay in real estate. Can you talk to us about that process? Because that is something that people 100% every single day deal with, especially when they're entrepreneurs. And to be quite honest, sometimes they repress it, calling it out of practicality, just like you were explaining like, hey, I got bills. Hey, I got kids. Would you redo that? Or would you be like, no, I'm going to follow my gut and go into real estate because I know that that's where it's at. Can you talk to us about that period? Man, uh, if I had a time machine, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, I could talk about, I, I love talking about uh, challenges. Uh, you know, one of my associates, Rod Cleef, loves to, to call them seminars. Uh, I just call them what they are. You know, you, you fell down. Uh, you had a failure. Um, you know, that that's not a bad thing. People think it's a bad thing, but we fail so much more than we succeed in life. You know, if you count the number of times that you had to practice and that's all failure is, it's practice, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so you're practicing to become an expert. But if I had a time machine, uh, I would have loved to have been practicing just on real estate because uh, time, it, it was uh, maybe not as obvious to me. Um, you know, when I was younger, but that was my passion. That was my calling. That's what kept, you know, I kept coming back to. And I allowed the uh, fearful me, if you will, the little, um, the little hillbilly boy who, you know, ran around uh, with no shoes and, and holes in his pants when he was a kid. I allowed that little kid who's still very much alive inside me, you know, uh, I allowed him to make the decisions mm -hmm. instead of my better self, which is, um, and especially when you're young, before you, you have the world of responsibilities, before you have a huge mortgage and, you know, all these uh, other obligations that you take on that, that weigh you down, that tie you down uh, and make you feel like you have no other choice. You know, you have to take that job uh, in this city that maybe you don't uh, love, you don't have a passion for, but it's paying you, you know, the, those, the golden handcuffs, more or less. They don't, the golden handcuffs are not just for this big C-suite uh, person that is going to, 
have a huge, huge windfall. Golden handcuffs, I think, are even more prevalent in survival. You know, that you feel like, look, I've got to survive tomorrow. I've got to pay my mortgage. I've got to pay my rent. I've got to pay my car payment. And we don't um, we don't allow ourselves to really pursue the idea that we could be so much more and we could be so much happier and that we, you know, we need to start practicing whatever that passion is as early as we can, even if it's in a very, very small way. And all of us are so different. Some of us can take massive action. And so many coaches want you to take massive action. But I think that that is that a personality. I don't think that is everyone. I I think the large majority of us need to take baby steps. We need to take the opposite philosophy, which is, and I can't remember who, uh, whose philosophy, who is really pushing this right now, but 1% improvement every day, Yeah, you know, a tiny step every day. And I think that's the majority of people, but if you don't take the tiny step, you know, the, the journey of a thousand miles begins with what? One step. And One step, the first step every day. Hundred percent, Jim. And essentially, what you're explaining over here is the compounding effect. As you're consistent doing something one percent better every single day, at a certain point, you're gonna look back and like, oh wow, look how far I've came. But it's always that one step that's gonna get you forward over there. So I love that you highlighted that and you put it shine some light on the aspect of like, hey, if I was in a position to really think about what the knowledge I have now, I would probably have not take that shiny object of that big job, that big career, because I have something within me that's calling me towards this. So one thing I'm just going to invite all the listeners and viewers to kind of go towards, if you have that gut feeling towards something, go towards it. If it's scaring you, go towards it, because there's a difference between being scared of something, fear and danger. Danger is stupid, actually dangerous. Fear is like, hey, I see that beautiful person across that room. I'm going to go say hi to them. That's fear. Fear is I want to start that business, but I'm not sure. That's fear. But that fear is going to help you grow, which is exactly what you were talking about. Jim, that is amazing. And I want to talk about the coaching and the mentoring world. And why I'm saying this, because before we got uh, live on this and recorded, I just kind of do with all my uh, guests, like, hey, how do you want me to present you? And I said, on your thing is written coach and mentor. And you kind of had a little pushback, like, hey, I don't necessarily like to put it out there because there might be negative perception about coaching and mentoring. Can we please unpack that? What's your ideology within that? Because if you're thinking like that, I know there's many other people that might think that they're like, hey, what is this coaching? You didn't mention some top end coaches being around the 50 to to 100 uh, K per year to work with them. And that's exactly the price range of top edge coaches. That's actually what I pay for my uh, main coach, my, uh, my head coach that I call him. So what is that ideology that you have with the mentoring and coaching world? And on top of that, you are a coach and a mentor in a sense. So please talk to me about that. Yeah, I, I think I'd like to talk about uh, mentoring for, uh, for just a second in that if you look back, all of us have mentors in life every single one of us, whether we realize it or not. Sometimes we don't call them a mentor. Sometimes we don't call them a coach or a teacher. Sometimes we call them mom or dad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we call them friend. Sometimes we call them our best friend. Um, But there's always people mentoring you in life. And so the question is, are you getting good mentoring, bad mentoring, mediocre mentoring? You know, that that is something that you have to try to to control yourself. Uh, and sometimes it's trial and error. But I've had a lot of mentors in my life. And looking back on my own personal mentors, the ones that meant the most to me, the ones that helped me the most, um, I never paid for. 
uh, and they were free mentors. You know, I think to, uh, you know, when I was in high school, uh, uh, a couple of different coaches that I had in high school sports uh, and how much they meant to me. Some of the people that I went into business with uh, over the years and how they mentored me and gave me opportunities. I think of those people. Um, not to, to, to say anything negative about the paid uh, mentors that I've had, they did absolutely give me value. But um, I, I, I do think that there's a lot of, I think the vast majority of people either can't afford or don't believe or buy into the paid mentorships. So mm-hmm. I'll give you a perfect example. If you go to a Tony Robbins event um, and you walk in, there's a thousand people in, in the auditorium with you. One of the very first things you're going to hear is, you know, there, there's going to be this huge congratulations. You guys are the cream of the crop. Uh, you know, you're the elite. Um, you have made the decision to change your life being here. Just the fact of being here tells me that you're on a different level than most people. But 80% of you will not join us on this journey today. Yes. 80% of you will not get it. And that's okay. It just means this isn't for you. So what did you just say? You just turned away 80% of the people in the audience. And and the truth is 80% will not join you. And I always felt like that was a broken business plan. I always felt like, man, these guys don't get it. You just told 80% of the net worth, 80% of the liquidity, more or less, go home. This isn't going to work for you. And so that always was a burr under my saddle. It always bothered me, but I was the 20%. So I had my blinders on. I didn't care. You know, that's not me. You're not talking to me. I'm ready to succeed. Just tell me what I have to do. And so um, in some ways, um, uh, there is some negative connotation or a disbelief for people that they think it's uh, a, a lot of this is, uh, just people trying to get rich off of selling you some kind of program. And and I do believe there's people out there that that is their, their main purpose in life. Uh, you know, this is a job for them and they're good at it and that's what they want to do. And God bless them. We all have to be good at something. And, you know, if, and, and they are helping people. Uh, but my mission was not to make money uh, being a coach or a mentor, because in my experience, my best mentors had not been paid. And I, if I had someone come to me uh, in that same conference and we're walking out to the parking lot after it's all done uh, over and said to me, you know, I, I've got 30 grand, but if I give him 30 grand to teach me what it is I'm trying to get to, I'll be broke. I won't have anything else. And I thought there was a huge opportunity there for me to uh, teach people specifically my niche, which is commercial real estate or real estate in general. Um, But we deal almost exclusively in multifamily real estate. I would rather you put 30 grand, if it's your last 30 grand into an asset, then give it to me because I'll guarantee you, I will never be as good a coach as that asset because I'm number one, too nice. Uh, number two, I, I'm not awake and, and uh, with you 24-7, 365. But if you do a good job with that asset, it will give you an attaboy that I can never give you. 
I can pat you on the back and say you're doing great. But what motivates you more, me doing that or walking out to the mailbox and getting a check every month? And so that that's where some of that comes from. I love all of that, Jim. There's many things that I'm going to unpack here and certain things that I have some pushback on that I would love to continue our our discussion about. So first and foremost, I do 100% believe you definitely find a lot of value in mentors. And I love the fact that you highlighted that mentors are all around you, even though you don't call them mentors, coaches, whatever. Uh, You did mention your parents. They're the first ones. They're the ones that are teaching you the ropes, right? And I am sure everybody that's listening, that's watching this, has one or two teachers that you could Think about a top of your head that, oh my God, this person changed my life. That is a form of mentorship. Now, when it comes to, if you want to succeed high, more higher end, and you want to go get those mentors, it is difficult to get in front of these high achieving people if you are starting off. That's where the coach comes into play. And when you were talking about, uh, Jim, like, hey, you, if you want to work with some coaches, the people that you're going towards working right now, they're in their range of 50 to 100K. That's because that's the level that they're going at for you to go to that next level. So for you to go to that next level, there is a paid value. Now, that's one thing. Now, you did mention as well the aspect of 100% that ideology of when you go in like the Tony Robbins event, there's 80% and I 100% attest to that. And I've been to several of them. I 100% know that. And you're absolutely right. And for me, exactly like you, I'm in that 20%. So I'm like, okay, that doesn't refer to me. But the aspect of the people investing in themselves is highly valuable. Now you were kind of correlating. This is where I want to kind of have a pushback, which you're more like a conversation on and just define that when you're saying, my question to you, if somebody is like has 30K and investing in coaching and that's their last 30K. Now, obviously that's not the best case scenario. I don't know about you, Jim, but I've been there more than once in my life that I've spent. Absolutely. Okay. So, so that's what <laughs> I'm saying. This is what's interesting because I know that you're somebody that buys into this because you've talked about it and you're, you have that ideology. So we have already done that, that it's our last 30K and we give it to something to get coach instead of taking that 30K and putting it in a real estate opportunity that's going to give you passive income. My question to you, Jim, is why did you do that in that case? Why did you invest in the coaching program instead of putting it in the real estate? Please give me your opinion on it. I'm going to give you mine afterwards. I, uh, I was looking to have exponential returns. So I felt that the real estate could potentially give me uh, a 20% return. And in five years at a 20% return, I'll double my money. So in five years, I'd have 60K. But I, I did a calculation in my mind that if I could put that money into my coach and mentor and learn how to do it faster and bigger, then I had the potential to turn that 30K instead of 60, maybe into 300. And so that was, that was always my reasoning. I wanted to go faster. I wanted to go bigger. So in that, do you believe what you just said? Like on the aspect of like, if that is the ideology, because I hundred percent agree with you because the re, the reality is you're not giving it to the coach. You're investing in yourself. Now, granted, you did mention that there are some people out there in the coaching world that are not good, just like any industry. And you're hundred percent right. So you, as a consumer, you have to do due diligence and the way to go about it, Jim, what I suggest is you have to go check out the person's free content. You have to check out the testimonials. You have to go look at the way that he teaches, the way that he speaks. Is there something that is valuable? Is my understanding it? And then from there, you have to kind of take that shot and try it out. So I'm in that same ideology because you could have hundreds of real estate, but if you're not structured in a peak performance state every single day, looking at the properties, analyzing and seeing the comps, going, getting those mentorships and those, those colleagues to work towards you, then you won't able to 10 X 
that one property that you could buy with that 30K, you'll be able to do a full career out of it. So that's my ideology within that. And I'm 100% like glad that you kind of brought that up. I feel like it's going to clarify all of that. And Jim, let me ask you a question about real estate because I, I, I'm from a real estate background as well. I love it. I know that there's so much blessed things to do out of it. What is one of the best things about real estate? And what is one of the worst things about real estate when it comes to that industry in your personal opinion? Um, going back a little bit to the coaching and mentoring, uh, we know that only 20% of people are going to sign up for our program. And so for me, I wanted to reach a bigger audience than that. I wanted to concentrate on the 80% that didn't believe in that. Okay. And, uh, trust me, I, I'm not mother Teresa. I, uh, I didn't do this just out of the goodness of my heart and just wanting to give back. Uh, I believe that we all, uh, you know, we all have the um, the right to, you know, to to be a little bit selfish and to take care of ourselves and our family. So I never intent for the intended for this just to be a mission, if you will, like Mother Teresa. My idea was, look, if I can provide you with resources that you don't have, let's say, for instance, you've got thirty grand, your last thirty grand. You don't have much net worth. You don't have much liquidity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what are the chances you're really going to get a deal done by yourself? Not very high. Uh, or it's going to be a small deal. And you're going to have to start even smaller. And I, uh, you know, from my experience, I know that I could take you, if you're a driven person, I can take you and take that 30 grand and I can partner with you and provide you my net worth and my liquidity and my schedule of real estate owned and my experience with agency debt and Fannie and Freddie. And by doing that, I can exponentially help you grow and, and take your 30 grand and turn it into something much bigger. And my benefit is I'm partnering with you on the back end of that deal. I'm taking all of your energy. I really looked at my own life. Most of the partnerships I've had in my life, I was the young sweat equity, full of energy guy. I had maybe 15 grand, maybe 50 grand, maybe 100 grand to bring into this partnership, but I didn't have the million dollars I needed to open this particular business, you know, and I didn't have the gray hair that the VCs may have wanted to see. I didn't have um, the credit behind me. And so I always was partnering with those kind of people. And um, it, it occurred to me at a moment, uh, setting honestly, Truth, truthful story, sitting on the top of a mountain in Kauai, Hawaii, overlooking the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. And I don't know if it was the majesty of that moment because I was alone, totally alone, no one there. And I suddenly realized I'm on the other side of that equation in life now. And I had never thought of myself that way. Um, and I realized I can help those people and I can take advantage of all that energy and we both benefit from it. And so that was the uh, one of the uh, nexus uh, ideas for me in starting the GOB network. So it wasn't just purely mission, although that is honestly, it has turned into that for me. It has turned into a passion project that uh, that I I. I'm really testing the abundance mentality. I want to push my personal limits 
in testing the abundance mentality and see if it does come back to me in 10x. I've always believed that my entire life, but I've never tested it the way I am with this network because I know I'm giving away millions of dollars. You know, one of my good friends that's in this space, uh, one of his goals was to pay a million dollars in taxes. Mm -hmm. Because he knew if he had had a million dollar tax bill, how much was he making? Exactly. You know, and and that was his thinking. Now, it was really uh, another mentor of mine would call stinking thinking. You know, that that wasn't a good, solid thought process, because in real estate, you don't need to pay taxes. The government (laughs) will will give you all that money back if you'll take it uh, and keep reinvesting it into real estate. Uh, So that part was flawed. But the idea. Uh, you know, I understand. And so that also tells you that what I'm doing and I'm doing for free, I could be making millions of dollars off of, but that's not where I want to make my impact. So I, I love that, Jim. Thank you for bringing that up. And essentially what I understand is that you have this platform, which is GOB, which you take people's uh, money to go into ASM, which is apartment syndication. And on top of that, you're giving free mentoring and free coaching. So they are receiving something out of that. It's just that you're doing it on that end because to give back. And not only that, like you said, it's going to be profitable, not only for the person, but it's going to be profitable for you as well. So I love that aspect. I love the way that you kind of broke that apart. And I'm a huge fan of uh, apartment syndication as well, as it, it does create great, great, great like uh, possibilities. And as you know, the show is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show. And it's all about performance. So Jim, I'm definitely seeing that you are definitely successful. You have this great career that you've built for yourself. How do you get up every single day and put yourself in a peak performing state? What are your rituals? What are your habits? What are your methodologies? Even before stepping into your day, what do you do? What do you do? What can you share with us? Yeah, I would say that uh, I, uh, I'm a big, big believer in the miracle morning, mm-hmm. but I'm also the worst practitioner. Okay. <laughs> but I do. Uh, and I also, uh, the book, uh, Atomic Habits for Automatic Habits, um, uh, I'm a big believer uh, in that. I, I think that, um, you know, your success habits, anyone's success, success habits, they weren't born with those. You know, you have to create them. And we all create uh, habits or rituals, same thing, uh, different word. Uh, and it's just changing those. Uh, to become uh, habits and rituals that will propel you to where you want to go. Uh, So often uh, society teaches us uh, certain habits and rituals that really lock us in a box and don't allow us to reach our potential. They put so much fear into us. uh, And so I I do little things to try to, uh, to keep myself on track. Uh, I, I said, I'm still that poor little fearful hillbilly boy, and I am. So my calendar is my life. Uh, I put things in my calendar. I, I'm a people pleaser. Uh, so I feel guilty if I don't live up to my obligations. Uh, I feel guilty if I let you down. And so by having it on my calendar, I know I'm going to do it. Uh, and I force myself. Uh, little things uh, like, uh, you know, I want to get up and go for a, a, a walk every single morning, first thing uh, when I wake up. And so I make sure that my tennis shoes are right there. I make sure that, you know, the shirt, the shoes, the socks that I'm going to wear for that walk are right there. And that it's also on my calendar. Uh, and that I make sure that I express that. You know, I told Christopher, 
I get up and go for a walk every morning. So when I talk to him a month from now, hey, how's the walking going? I don't want to have to say, uh, you know, I've been falling off the wagon. Um, I will, you know, uh, life is a series of falling down, but it's not about the falling down. It's not about the failure. It's about whether or not you get up and you keep going. You know, think about when you were a kid. If you fall down and, and, and scuff your knee, do you stay down? Get no up. one stays down. Everyone gets up. They may cry a little bit. They may ask mommy to kiss the boo-boo, but they all get up. It's part of our nature is to get up and keep going. But somewhere in life, we lose that. We lose that and we allow fear to take over. And now we scuffed our knee and we won't get up. And, you know, just add that to replace scuffing your knee with you had a business failure. Yeah. You know, you just lost a hundred grand. Can you get up? Can you recover from that? And so, you know, I, 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 um, um, I do. Those are those are a couple of things that I do to try to keep myself on track and hold myself accountable. I love that. I love that, Jim. And let me just highlight a couple of things for our listeners over here and our viewers. Essentially, the way that Jim is a high performer is it puts systems and processes within his life habits and he follows them. So system number one, it's that calendar. If it's not in his calendar, it doesn't exist. And I thoroughly believe that it's something I practice and I get all my clients to practice at such a high level. Second thing, he puts the system in place of like, hey, he has his sneakers right there. He has his socks right there. You cannot go around it. So the next step is putting it on going for a walk. And he did mention he has accountability partners. He talks about it. Jim, in one month from now, I'm going to send you a message on LinkedIn <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, did you go out for your walk? You better say yes, brother. All right. I love it, Chris. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, before I let you go, I just want to kind of leave you this moment to really say, what is the best way for our audience to connect with you? Where can we go for that? Where can we potentially go to get signed up for a GOB? Because that sounds like an amazing thing. So if people are interested in real estate, what's the best way to reach you, Jim? Uh, I love for people to reach out through the GOB network. Uh, you can find us on our website at gobnetwork.com. But uh, I'm on the social medias, um, even at 63. You can find Jim Biggs one on LinkedIn. Um, uh, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and very, very easy to find. Um, and if you want to drop me an email, it's jimbiggs at gmail uh, is my personal email. If you want to call my cell phone, it's 715-301-0105. I will tell you, though, I won't answer unless I already have you in my contacts. Uh, so the best way is to first reach out via an email and just introduce yourself. I love talking to people. My calendar is open uh, and I still have time slots on my calendar. Anyone is welcome to jump on. Uh, and uh, if you shoot me an email, I'll send you my calendar link and love to have a talk with anybody that wants to talk about uh, trying to reach your goals or uh, learn more about real estate. But the fastest, easiest, is gobnetwork.com. I love that. Jim, that is amazing. Everything that you mentioned will be in the show notes down below. So you guys can go check them out over there. Jim, let me just say thank you very much for sharing this amazing time with us, having this great conversation, being open to kind of talk about certain things and refine certain ideologies. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And once again, it was a blessing having you on here. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much, Christopher. It's a real pleasure getting to talk to you. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. 
if you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program and don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didia. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.